0: I want to talk about how to be a good friend. You know, there was a story about a farm boy who accidentally overturned his wagon load of wheat on the road. And a farmer who lived nearby, he came out to see what had happened. He said, hey, Billy, he calls out, "He, forget your troubles for a while and come and have dinner with us. And then I'll help you overturn the wagon. Well, that's very nice of you, Billy replied, but... I, I don't think my dad would like me to. Aw, oh, come on, son, the farmer insisted. Well, okay, the boy finally agreed, but dad won't ha- be happy about it. After the great dinner, Billy thanked the host and said, you know, I feel a lot better now, but I don't think my dad's going to be too happy with me. I think he's going to be really upset. Don't be silly, the neighbor said. By the way, where is he? he's under the wagon <laughs> you know while we all want to be a good helpful neighbor the meaning of neighborly has kind of changed as our culture has changed we've gone from being in a community to cocooning from country to city from from slow food to fast food from the dining room to the TV room from during covid to post covid and There's a real challenge for each and every one of us to connect with others. And we may find it easier for us to withdraw from everyone. But the truth is, we need one another in our lives. You know, we were created to be in community with one another. There was a Harvard study that revealed Americans as a whole don't volunteer or join clubs and don't know their neighbors as much as they used to. The study indicated that the degree in which we socialize with one another, trust one another, and join with one another in community life will predict the quality of that city life far better than any level of education or income. And that's an amazing study. That study revealed that our involvement has steadily fallen in every area of the group, whether it's like bowling leagues coming to church, going to clubs, the numbers have fallen. And what that tells me is if we want to see our community grow and flourish, then we need to make sure that we are socializing with one another. Our culture today makes it a lot less conducive for friendships and being neighborly. You know, when we come home from work, we immediately just pull into the garage and and walk right inside the house. Instead of tending to our yards, we hire a service to come and take care of it for us. We sit in the fenced-in backyard and enjoy our peace and quiet, and instead of sitting on the front porch and talking to people as they walk by, you know, we're missing out on the full benefit of one of life's greatest blessings, and we're suffering for it. God created us with a desire for community. He created us to be friendly and to be neighborly. And and that's an important part of our well-being, is that we communicate and fellowship with one another. And this holiday season, as we begin to spend time with family and friends, I want to encourage you to reach across that fence. Invite your friends and family and neighbors over and, and just build relationships with them. And so will you stand with me this morning out of honor of reading the word of God? It's found in Hebrews chapter 10, starting verse 24. It says, let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Let's pray. Father, I thank you so much. God for your love for us as we worship you and celebrate you. God, I thank you that you modeled God's life for us. And so I pray, help us to draw closer to you today and help us to be good friends with one another, just like you are to us. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. You know, if we can learn God's wisdom and apply it to our relationships with our friends, our neighbors, we can enjoy some wonderful closeness and discover the way life is supposed to be lived. Leslie Parrott, an author and speaker said, friends make the ordinary running errands or eating lunch, for example, extraordinarily fun. And good friends ease our pain and lighten our heavy load. She went on to say philosopher Francis Bacon had it right. They double our joy and cut our grief. They also strengthen us, nurture us, and help us grow. And without our knowing, they can even save our lives. And that's so true. I found some of the the best times of running errands is, is always having someone with me. You know, we can talk, we can have fun. And then when I'm stuck in long lines, I have someone to talk to to help me through it. Because life was meant not to be alone. It was meant to do with others. You know, before Pastor Rick retired, he and I, we would go to lunch, and we would have a great time talking about life, talking about things going on, and, of course, talking about sports. We talked about baseball, if you knew Pastor Rick. And we talked about Michigan football and how great they did, like this past weekend, right? But we would talk. We would fellowship with one another. We enjoyed our time together, Going through life with others just makes life more fun. And so this morning, I want us to look at what the Bible says, how we can be good friends to those around us. The first thing I said was a good friend makes time for others. They are available for us when we need them. You know, one of the best ways to show someone that you really care is by being present in their lives. The right words spoken at the right time can encourage our friends, but more than that, when we are present with them, it assures them that they're not alone in life. You know, life can seem to move fast. During the Christmas season, our schedules can, can really get packed in an instant. We can run from one thing to another, one, one event, one party, and all the different errands, and we find ourselves never at home. And often we think that, you know, come summertime, life will slow down. But that's not true either because of vacations and all the other summer activities that take place. And we find ourselves just as busy. And if you ask anyone who's retired if their life has slowed down, they will just laugh at you, right? They're always doing something. Has this ever happened to you? You got a phone call and you went to voicemail or you got a text message and because of things that were going on, it, it went unanswered. You know, maybe you were working or doing something else and you, you just got too busy and, and that voicemail or that text message just began to get buried beneath all the other ones and you forgot to go back and check it and, and see what was going on in your friends or family life and, and help them out with a need. It's happened to me. Proverbs three twenty eight says this. If you can help your neighbors now, don't say come back tomorrow and then I'll help you. The fast-paced life that we live, it can make it difficult for us to be good friends. Living at such a fast-paced life can cause our friendships to suffer. And so if we're going to have good relationships with others, we have to work at it. We're going to have to intentionally make a point of investing our time in other people's lives. And that may mean saying no to certain things that we're planning on doing. That those things are going to have to wait for a little bit so that we can say yes and focus on helping a friend. You see it through the Gospels in the life of Jesus. Jesus, he's asleep on the boat and all of a sudden his disciples wake him up in a panic that they're about to drown. Jesus is headed to a home where a girl dies and then all of a sudden another person shows up and she needs healing and so he's interrupted. Jesus was always available to help those in need and he's available to you when you need him as well. See, a good friend will make sure that they are available when you need them. Do you know that the friendships we build here at Woodland are important? They really are vital. You know, when you're not here worshiping with us, it makes a difference. Not just in your own life, but others as well. And so I want to encourage you, join with us on Sundays. If you're watching online, I want to encourage you, join with us in person on Sundays and on Wednesdays and worshiping with us, the friends that we build here and the conversations that we have before and after service, they're vital. Listen to this study by Gallup. They discovered people with close friendships in their church are very satisfied with the congregation and are less likely to leave. Individuals who have a best friend that attends their church are 21% more likely to attend service once a week. And 26% more likely to have a growing faith. Did you catch that? Your relationship with the people around you are important, not just to you, but to them, to get them to keep coming, right, so that they can continue to grow in their faith. When they come, they will grow. The study also showed that 77% of church attendees who are highly satisfied have eaten a meal with another member of the church at some point over the last year. And that shouldn't surprise us because we love our food. It's an important part of our lives. It's an important part of our fellowship. But your attendance and friendships that you built here, they have a direct direct result in people growing their faith. A couple months back I was talking with my neighbor and he began to share how he had started a Bible study, a men's Bible study at his home and Knowing the importance of food and any time men are together and the direct relationship of growing their faith and food, I asked the simple question, you feed them, right? And he said, yes, of course. We, he goes, we actually go out to dinner afterwards and have a good time of fellowship. See, you'll never understand how you can impact someone's life if you're not available. You won't be able to impact anyone's life if you're not available to them. Some of my best friends are those who, who over the course of the years, have always answered the phone and helped me out right there and then when I needed it, even when it was an inconvenient for them. See, it's vital to make time in our schedules to build our friendships. When you build true, deep, meaningful friendships, it'll affect your spiritual life. It'll affect your health, both emotionally and physically but it will also bless other people as well. Secondly, a good friend stands with you in every season. You know, they're with you through the good times, and they're with you through the dark seasons of life as well. Have you ever been discouraged, and you begin a conversation with a friend, and as you're talking, that friend is just encouraging you, and at the end of the conversation, you find yourself feeling a little bit better. That's what friends do. There was a newspaper that held a competition to find out how people would describe friendship. And this was the winning answer. It said, a friend is someone who's walking in when everyone else is walking out. What a powerful answer. It said that you'll know who your friends are when disaster strikes. Kind of reminds me of first responders who are, rushing in to save someone's life when everyone else is fleeing. A friend is there. They are there when everyone's walking out. Listen to what the Bible says about how we should handle our friendships. In Proverbs 27:10. never abandon a friend, either yours or your father's. When disaster strikes, you won't have to ask your brother for assistance. It's better to go to a neighbor than to a brother who lives far away. I want you to circle that phrase, never abandon a friend. So often when disaster strikes, it seems like you're all by yourself, that you are all alone, that no one is there to help you. It's you against the world when disaster hits. You know, when disaster comes or when some major change happens in your friend's life, The Bible stresses, don't abandon your friend. Be there for them. That way, when you end up going through a crisis, you won't have to ask for help. Your friend will be there with you. They will walk with you through it, just like you walked with them and helped them. See, God has placed us in the body of Christ. We are family, and we are to encourage others. You know, we're to warn them when, when we see danger coming, when, when we think they're making some bad decisions. We're there to show them love, to show them encouragement. We're there to rejoice with them when things are going great and to mourn with them when things are terrible in their lives. It's all part of God's plan for us. We were created for community. There's a story of a mom who got a telephone call from their son during the Korean War. They hadn't heard from their son for months, and when his mom answered, he began to share how he was in San Francisco, and he was on his way home, and he said, Mom, I want you to know I'm, I'm coming home, and I'm bringing someone with me. He got hurt pretty bad. He only has one eye, one arm, and one leg. I want him to live with us. Sure, the mom replied. He sounds like a brave man. We can make room for him for a little while. Mom, you don't understand. I want him to live with us, the son said. Well, okay, she agreed. We can try for six months or so. No, Mom, I want him to live with us forever. He's in really bad shape. He needs us. By now, the mom lost her patience. She said, son, you're being unrealistic about this. You're emotional. You've been in a war. This boy is going to be a drag on you. He's going to be a drag on our family. He's going to be a problem for all of us. Well, the son immediately hung up the phone, for you see, he was talking about himself. A true friend is someone who walks in when everyone else walks out. We shouldn't abandon others. Because their hurts, their pains, their injuries in life. If they ever needed a friend, it's in those times. That's when they need us the most. See, our life is to model Jesus. When crisis hits us, our life, it seems too difficult. Jesus says, come to me. Give me all your cares. Give me all your troubles. He never abandons us in our time of need. Hebrews 13.5 says, I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. And that's a promise he makes, and he doesn't break his promises. He will never fail you. When we're faced with challenging decisions, when we're faced with difficulties in life, God is there carrying us through everything we face. Like Pastor always says, if you can stand the pulling, God will pull you through He gives us the Holy Spirit to help encourage us, to give us strength. But he also gives us the gift of friendship to help us through every season of our life. And then third, a good friend encourages you to succeed. See, each of us has had a time in our life when we've gone through something we wish we didn't have to go through. But we found the courage, we found the strength to move on. You know, it's in those times where we really need a good friend who will encourage us to help us do whatever we have to so that we can succeed. And sometimes it, it doesn't even require us saying anything. It's simply enough for you to be there. There was a mother who sent her young son to the corner store to buy a loaf of bread he was gone much longer than she thought it would take, should, should have taken him. And when he finally came back home, his mother asked, Where have you been? I've been worried sick about you. Well, he answered, there was a little boy by the side of the road with a broken bicycle, and he was crying. So I stopped to help him. I didn't know you knew anything about fixing bikes, his mother said. I don't, he replied. I just stayed there and cried with him encouragement means coming alongside imparting courage into another and that's what a true friend does they come alongside they lend support they give an encouraging word they give a shoulder to cry on they lend a listening ear 1 Thessalonians 5:11 says encourage each other and build each other up just as you are already doing You know, a good friend is looking for ways to encourage others, to build them, to strengthen them, to help them succeed in life. Instead of being preoccupied with your own life and your own personal success, we need to make sure that we are involved in helping others succeed as well. You know, Jesus, he constantly used stories when he taught to illustrate his points. And while the world looks to people to serve them, Jesus taught us that it's a privilege when we serve others. Jesus never put himself in a position above others. He led by serving. He loved others by serving. He washed his disciples' feet. He fed thousands. He visited the sick. He spent time with those that no one else cared about. And he helped others grow in their faith so that they could live a fruitful life You know, Jesus was never stressed by time or whatever's thought about him. He never was consumed by a list of things that he had to accomplish that day. He was led by the Spirit. He looked to serve. He loved and helped others out. And so, how can we be a good friend to help others succeed? By praying for their success. You know, when we pray, it's only natural for us to ask God to bless us, and God wants to bless us. You know, when we're about to eat food, we pray and we thank God for the blessing, right? And we ask God to bless the food, and we ask God to make the calories disappear as we're about to eat that Thanksgiving feast. Or if you're like my kids, you pray and you ask God to make the food taste yummy to their tummies, And we ask God to bless our finances and to make us prosperous. And in addition to all that, we should be asking God to pour out his blessings upon our friends as well. When you ask God to bless your children and your family relationships, take time and ask God to bless your friends' families as well when you walk through the grocery store and you go to buy eggs and you realize just how much the price of eggs have gone up, or you go to the meat department and you go to reach for that filet mignon and you see the price and you go, sirloin it is, right? And you ask God to help you pay for these rising costs of food bills. you say, God, help me to cover the costs, help provide for us. Take time and pray for your friends that God would continue to provide for them as well. When you're driving to work and you're praying and asking God to help you to manage those unruly customers or that annoying employee, stop and pray and ask God to bless your friends that they would flourish in their companies as well. Just think about how enriched their lives would become If you begin to pray for them to succeed in life. See, God wants you to succeed. He wants your friends to succeed in life. So make sure you're praying that God would make them successful. Just like how God made Joseph successful in life. Genesis 39.3 says, Joseph's master saw the Lord was with him and that the Lord made everything he did successful. That's what we should be praying. God, may you pour out your blessings upon our friends. May others see how you are making them successful. May you bless them in everything. You know, we can be a good friend by encouraging them. For our honeymoon, Jeanette and I, we we went to Maui and And one of the excursions that we did was we went on a sunrise bicycle tour, and so we got up super early that morning, and and the tour van came and picked us up at our hotel and, and drove to the top of the volcano. And when we arrived at the top, we sat in the van for a little bit, and the driver got out and asked us to remain in, and it seemed like he just walked around the van to do something, and He came back in and he began to share how the oxygen levels were low at this altitude and he was out of breath. And I kind of laughed to myself and thought, seriously, the guy just walked around the van. It can't be that hard. And so we get out a little bit later and we began to walk along the path. And there was just a few steps to continue to take to the summit of that volcano. And as we began to walk up just those few steps, I began to get out of breath. And I was like, oh, he was right. This is tiring. You know, one of the challenges of hiking at high altitudes is the lower oxygen levels. When oxygen decreases, we become sluggish. We become tired. And this is what our relationships become without any encouragement. They feel thin. They feel tired and withered. But when we begin to encourage one another with affirmation, we begin to infuse oxygen into that relationship. Hebrews 10.24 says, We must also consider how to encourage each other to show love and to do good things. Each of us can contribute to creating an atmosphere of celebration and joy. And that's what our friendships need. Everyone wants to be encouraged and lifted up. You know, if you think of something that you respect about a person or admire one of your friends about, reach out to them and let them know. Shoot them a text. Give them a call. Let them know. Send a letter saying, you know, I was just thinking about you and and just how much I appreciate you for being who you are. Or this is what I really admire about you. And I just want to say thank you for demonstrating that to me. Encourage one another and put oxygen into that relationship. You know, we can be a good friend by asking intentional questions. The other day, our son came up to Jeanette and I, and he shared that he needed to make a decision and he wanted us to to help him out. And he asked us what he thought, what we thought he should do. And I was proud that he asked us, you know, and wanted to get our advice. And so. I thought for a moment about what I would do and and everything like that, and, and I thought, you know, here's probably what I would do, and here's what I think he should do, and then all of a sudden I paused, and I thought this could be a great teaching moment, and so I began to ask him questions, intentional questions about this topic that he brought up to us, and I began to probe and ask deeper questions, and I made him begin to think, and and I I asked him the question, you know, well, what does God think about this? And I wanted him to get God's opinion, and I wanted him to go and talk with God about it. And I wanted him to begin to form that opinion, and I wanted him to learn. See, friendships are meant to move from this superficial and shallow to a deeper, meaningful relationship. And when we ask intentional questions, it shows our friends that we care about them and that we value value them. Proverbs 19.29 says, Get all the advice and instructions you can so that you will be wise the rest of your life. You know, sometimes we need to have those intentional conversations, those tough conversations. When we just ask those questions to our close friends, and have that conversation so that they can stay on the right course. And so let me ask you who are you allowing in your life to ask you those intentional questions? Who do you meet with regularly to discuss when the messy things happen in your life? Who are you being vulnerable and transparent with in your life? And who are you doing that for as well? how are you being that good friend? You know, we can be a good friend by bringing others closer to God. A good friend will help you grow in your faith. There was a story of a mom who was concerned about her child, Joshua. He would come home sad every day from school and And when the mom met with the teacher to share her concern, the teacher just paused and asked the mom, what does Joshua do at recess? She shared how her son would sit alone on the swings. He was too shy to join the kickball game or climb the crowded monkey bars. The mom shared how her son told her the swings weren't much fun without someone to give him a push. The mom began to pray and ask God to bring a friend into Joshua's life. Well, a few weeks went by, and one day Joshua came home just excited as he began to share how he had met a new friend and that joined him on the swings. But not just any friend. A friend who knew how to make the swings soar. That's what a good friend does. They help you soar. When you're sitting on that swing, they're pushing you and helping you soar. Like Joshua's new friend that made that swing soar, we are to help our friends soar closer to God. And many times we have friends that we've grown up with, maybe we've known them our whole life, but being a good friend means spending time, investing into their lives Investing into that relationship so that they grow closer to God. 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are Christ's representatives, and through us, God is calling you. We beg you on behalf of Christ to become reunited with God. We are God's representative, calling to people, come back to God. We're the ones that represent Jesus to our friends by the way we live, how we interact, our conversations that we have. And as a passionate follower of Christ, we should introduce our friends to Jesus and help them soar in life. And so how can you help them soar? Pray for them. Make an impact list. Write down the names of those that you are praying that will become a passionate follower of Christ. Pray that God will give you opportunities to show them the goodness of God through your life and the, and the words that you say. Ask God to help you. Ask God to help them grow in their faith. Secondly, invite them to Woodland. Ask them to come to one of our services here at Woodland. You know, meeting together for worship as a community or in a small group is one of the best ways to help them grow. And so invite them. Invite them to the Christmas tea or to one of our Christmas services, whether it's our Christmas celebration service or our Christmas Eve service. Invite them to come and join with you to worship together. Most people are willing to come if they're invited. And then finally, share your story. Everyone has a story to tell. If you're a passionate follower of Christ, share how you came to know Christ and what he means to you and how God can help you. Your life is on display for them to see every day. Help them to understand how God has changed your life, how Jesus died for them and forgave your sins. Share stories of what God has done in your life and how God can do that for them as well. See, a true friend brings you closer to God by sharing who Jesus is and gives them an opportunity to commit their lives to Christ and become a passionate follower. Let's pray. Father, I thank you that you modeled this And God, the Bible talks about a friend that's closer than a brother, and that's Jesus. And I shared this morning how we can be a good friend, but in truth, Jesus does each of those things for us. He always makes time for you. He'll be there with you through the good and bad times. He wants you to succeed in life. I believe the only way you can truly be successful in life is by having Jesus in your life. And so I'm encouraging you today, if you haven't invited Jesus into your life, I wanna encourage you to make that decision today and cross that line of faith. And so if you wanna pray that prayer with me, just simply say, Jesus, thank you for loving me. Thank you for dying on a cross for me. Thank you for washing me clean and forgiving me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my life today and forgive me. Help me to live each day for you. And God, though I don't know everything, I do know I need you. Be with me each day. Draw me closer to you and help me to live each day for you, I pray in Jesus' name. And God, I pray for each and every one of us here. God, help us to make time for others. May we be available just like you are available for us. God, may we be there with our friends just like you are always there for us. God, and may we pray for their success. And God, may we continue to ask them questions that will help, help them think more about you and to draw closer to you and may you give us opportunities to share our faith, to invite, to invite our friends to Woodland, whether it's through an event or our worship services. And may you give us opportunities to just share the goodness of you. And may we hear stories of how friends are saying yes, because we shared your love. And so be with us this week. God, as we go out, may you continue to watch over us and keep us safe. May you pour your blessings upon us and give us your favor, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you so much for joining with us today. And if you prayed that prayer with me and you're watching online, we have a gift that we'd be glad to give you. If you would email us at info at woodland.church. We'd be glad to send it to you free of charge. It's going to help you and in, in understand what you prayed and your next steps as well. And if you're here today and you prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd be glad to give you that book as well. Just stop by the booth called The Crossing and uh, just ask for it. We'd be glad to give you. It will help you as well. Well, thank you so much for joining with us. And once again, as you leave this morning, God bless you. Go with Christ and share his love with one another. Thank you for joining us today for Woodland Church and our YouTube channel. I hope you'll take a moment, click that subscribe button and also click the notifications bell so that you'll know when new things are posted. We're always putting new material up so that you can be a part of everything that's going on. We want to share those with you and we hope that they will encourage you and strengthen you in your faith as you watch. You can also find out more about Woodland Church by going to our website at woodland.church. You can find out all about us and also upcoming events. Again, thank you for joining us today.